host of the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Yeah! Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello everybody and welcome to the Rough House Podcast episode 259 for January 9th, 2022. Goodness gracious, my dude. Goodness gracious, indeed, is not the way I expected to start this podcast. But yeah, uh, here we are. I'm Christoph, and uh, uh, that's my dear friend Marty over there. Hello. And uh, we like to talk about the wrestling, uh, and usually some other stuff too. But there's too much damn wrestling to get sidetracked on other shit today. Yeah, uh, this this was a week where all the pro wrestling happened, all of it, uh, and also a lot of news. So let's very quickly get to a bit of the news. A lot of nudes. Oh, the World Wrestling Federation. All right, that's as long as I'm going to let it go, because there's that much to get into this week. Uh, the WWE, ladies and gentlemen, they did it again. Here we go again! They oh, made massive cuts to everything we knew as NXT this past week. Well, gold, gold and black NXT. Yes, the, the OG <laughs> NXT. Appropriate, perhaps, during a changing of the guard where Braun Breaker defeated Tommaso Ciampa to become the new NXT champion as NXT 2.0 completely supplants 1.0. Uh, Complete with symbolic uh, destruction of styrofoam old X yes. from the NXT black and gold logo, yeah. which, depending on who you ask, may or may not have upset some of the old timers in the NXT locker room. <laughs> yes, uh, but uh, I, Chris, I'm going to run down the list of names real quick. We'll dig into some of the individual things. Okay, allow me just to run through the list of all the names. Run it. Oh, he queued up taps. You son of a bitch, Chris Guy. A, Who's that? A, a steel trainer. Okay. Coach. Ryan Katz, producer, writer. <laughs> okay. NXT. George Carroll, producer, writer. Okay. Scott Armstrong, trainer. Oh, okay. okay, I know him. Dave Kapoor, aka oh. Ranjan Singh, former writer, okay. former manager of the Great Kali. Oh. Kathy Carino, aka Allison Danger, coach. Hideki Suzuki, coach, on screen talent. Danny Birch, oh. trainer, on screen talent. Tui. Timothy Thatcher, trainer, on screen talent. Joey Samoe, <laughs> scout, on-screen talent. I forgot he was even still employed. Road Dog. It's not really a loss, is it? Writer, producer, etc. Gabe Sapolsky, writer, producer, and last but far from least, William Regal, on-screen talent, God. talent scout. A little bit of everything. Uh, oh, boy. Gut punches. Ahoy in this mix, Chris. Yeah, well, I mean, it it fully, I mean, it, it the NXT that we knew and loved, I mean, had already been gone for a while, but yes. this is the final nail in the coffin of Triple H's NXT. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, I'm not. I'm actually a little bit surprised Triple H hasn't gotten some papers uh, to sign and say, hey, you know, uh, heal whatever is wrong with you, ticker, which we still don't know mysteriously, health wise. 
what's yeah, going on with Triple doing. H. It's, it, uh, it's I mean, gotten he's to popped the up point... Weekend at Bernie style in some press releases, but that's yeah, about but it. That's, yeah, well, I mean, that's just written word. Uh, you know, that could have been Vince saying that, you know, he said that. At this point, uh, and I really hate to equate it to this, yeah. but remember the point where Brody Lee was gone for so long with yes. no mention of anything and we yes. started to get a little suspicious? Yeah. Yeah, I, and I hope it's not anything serious with Triple H. Obviously, it was Agreed. awful what happened to Brody. I don't want that to happen to anybody. But it, it's gotten to the point where you know him not being anywhere visibly, and it, it's it's starting to to raise a couple eyebrows as to one his health condition, two his status within NXT, and three his status within the company WWE as a whole. Yeah, it, it it's very suspect. Uh, I mean. Say what you will about the the golden black era of NXT. I I think uh, it's clear. Listen back to prior episodes, even prior before my time here on the show. You know, the 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 uh, the Justin era. Big fans here at the Rough House of basically the super indie that was NXT. Uh, At the same time, when you think about what caused NXT to ramp up and expand, it was under two ideas. One, to cut down on the drawing power at that time of a very strong ring, ring of honor who was yeah. infused by the Bullet Club and Cody and, and so on. And then when they moved television from the WWE Network on to USA, it changed from this idea of, you know, you're doing your thing, you're building the Super Indie. It's like now you have to kill NXT in the ratings. Right. Or not NXT, sorry, AEW in the ratings. And they never did. Uh, with the exception of one week, <laughs> it's, it was something like 74 weeks and they beat him once. Yeah. And if you look at it from that concept alone, not uh, critical acclaim, not uh, fan interest, nothing like that. Just the, the pure business aspect of what they were trying to do. Um, you can't say that NXT was working how WWE wanted or how some individuals in WWE wanted. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the same time, these are real individuals, real people. You know, they aren't just pieces on, on a chessboard with real lives. Uh, I, I think it was uh, Lenny Leonard, uh, former voice of Ring of Honor, uh, soon to be voice of Terminus. Uh, oh, okay. He, he posted um, uh, a string of tweets when everyone was released earlier this week. Uh, yeah, on on Wednesday, um, indicating that uh, without saying her name, it was very clear he meant Kathy Carino. Okay, Allison Danger, yeah. Allison Danger had just moved from Las Vegas with her family to live in Orlando full time. Today or the day of all of this was her daughter's first day at the new yeah. school in Orlando, and while picking up her child, she received the phone call. That she was being <sighs> let go. I can't even imagine the amount of rage that was channeling through her body at that time. Yeah, I would have. I w- I, mean, I don't even know what I would have done. Probably nothing good. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's you know, and we've talked you know numerous times, and probably will again uh, multiple times in the future about how shitty they handle these situations. Um, you know, but and I don't think budget cuts were 
given as an excuse this time. I don't think any excuse was given this time, at least. That uh, I've- there was a, an official press release uh, from WWE uh, that said, quote, uh, with the continued evolution of NXT 2.0, we've decided to part ways with some of the staff based in our performance center. We thank them for their many contributions throughout the years. We wish them the best. Read between the lines. It's a different era. Yeah. And these these talents represented the old era. Uh, and, and look, I can say wholeheartedly that WWE has far too many people under contract versus what they need. Yeah. But at the same time, you have a lot of individuals who legitimately change their lives to do these jobs. Yeah. And and I recognize it's it's not, you know, uh, an altruistic business. It it is a business that is meant to make money and so on, but when you are making record profits, it is not a great look to fire as many people as they have. Let alone, here's a great example, a guy like Samoa Joe, who was cut in April, Mm -hmm. brought back, made uh, an on-screen enforcer, returned to the ring, defeated Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship this past August, dropped the title under mysterious circumstances, some sort of injury, and now finds himself, in January, fired again. (sighs) Ah, wow, yeah. I'd like to – okay, I'm trying to think off the top of my head of the lineage of the NXT championship as we know it. Yeah. Okay. And I'm trying to think off the top of my head, Seth Rollins and Big E, the uh, uh, what, first and second or yeah, first uh, and third? I, I can tell you that there have been – 25 NXT championship brains. Okay. And of them, only two off the top of my head are still employed there. Uh, let me see. Kevin Owens is still there. So that's three. Mm-hmm. He was an NXT champion, right? He was. Sami Zayn, to my recollection, did win. Yes, yes. he did win a big one once. Yeah. Okay. So there's four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neville is out. Bo Dallas is out. Uh, Champa likely is out. Not so gone not gonna- yet. Not, Not gone, gone yet. yet, but likely will be out. Gargano's out. Uh, Nakamura is still there, so that's what five. Mm-hmm. Um, man, okay. Who else was NXT champion during that? Uh, well, Joey Samoa's out, so he's out. Yep. Uh, Balor's still there, so that's six. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Okay. You're uh, missing two more that are still there. Okay. All right. Uh, would, you, would you like to guess? E- would you like any hints? Yeah, give me one hint. Glorious. Oh God! Wow. Yeah, the Bobby Roode era. Yeah, Two hundred and three days as champion. Oh, and McIntyre. Yes. Yes, yeah. indeed. That's who he dropped it to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. eight, right? Yep. Eight, eight of twenty-five. Yep. Now, granted, some of these are, are multiple reigns because we had uh, two vac. Uh, yeah, two right. instances of the title being vacated. Um, you know, some people won multiple times. Carrying yeah. Cross is a, a two-time NXT champion. Um, <laughs> never got a not a good. Never got even got a defense of that title. He won it twice, and then that was it, right? Uh, Had to vacate on both times. Yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, uh, Cross oh, no, he, he won it, vacated Joe. it, That's then right. lost to Joey Samoe, who subsequently va- vacated it. Um, Tommaso Ciampa is a multi-time champion. I think he's had it. Yeah, he's had it twice, but he vacated yeah. it due to neck surgery. Yep. Um, you know, it is it is an auspicious championship. 
yeah, uh, yeah ni- 19 champions overall. Um, sorry, 20 champions overall of tw- over 25 reigns, and eight of them are still with the company. It's not. It's not a great look. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's. 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 You know. It is what it is. Uh, NXT. You know, the the, the 2.0 thing hasn't been my cup of tea. Um, So I just feel bad for mostly the thankless behind the scenes people. Not thankless, but the people who, well, I guess that's kind of definition of thankless. The people who don't get thanked publicly for what they do. Uh, They get paid. Like you said, it's a a business. But, you know, I just don't... uh, I don't care for the way WWE has done business the past couple of years, and it continues to to irk me, and you know, continue to make me not want to give them any money, which I have not. So uh, I'm I'm now, uh, admittedly, a Peacock subscriber, mm-hmm. but I don't remember the last time I watched anything WWE on it. I've I've rewatched <laughs> Parks and Rec, and now I'm loving MacGruber. Yeah. Baking it was fanta- uh, fantastic with uh, Sandberg Absolutely and Maya Rudolph. Time. So uh, yeah, very uh, wholesome. Peacock, I probably would have gotten it uh, even if WWE wasn't on there. Uh, and I would recommend if you don't already to watch McGruber because it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, you know it's I don't know. I'm just, I'm I'm exhausted of talking about the terrible business practices yet successful business practices in WWE. Yeah, it, it, it's very very strange, very uncomfortable. Uh, but you know what? Uh, WWE playing 4D chess as always. Uh, they decided, you know what, we're going to change the entire perception of how people talk about WWE, and they did it with one booking. Do you know what they did this weekend, Chris? This weekend? Yes, this Friday night. Friday night. Uh, was it something involving Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns, and Brock Lesnar? No, although that was part of SmackDown. Uh, okay. They announced the competitors that are going to be in the Women's Royal Rumble this year. Oh. And one of All those, of uh, they announced uh, I think it was 20 of the 30 and okay. unsurprisingly a lot of them have to be external women because sure. of the fact that so many were let go uh, yeah. but announced by uh, by her championship uh, is one Mickey James she was announced as the impact knockouts champion wow that's uh, that's a bold move for them yeah uh, and of course now all of the people who have Roman Reigns as their Twitter photo uh, within the <laughs> IWC are talking about how, oh, WWE's at the forbidden door now. They did it. <sighs> they did it. Well, this is desperation also a time will to, uh, mention that Sasha Banks is going to be out for six to eight weeks. So, yeah, she will not be in the rumble. Desperation will make uh, a corporation do many an odd thing. So, yeah. So so there you go. Uh, who else? Was there any other surprises in the, the field of 20 that have been announced? Uh, let me bring up that list. I had that up just a, a moment or two ago. Let me see if I can bring it back. Up. All right. So let's um, see. We've got Rhea Ripley, Nikki, Ash. Uh, uh, Charlotte's a champion, so she's not in it, correct? Charlotte is in it. She has it. entered. Uh, I, I can give you the full list if you okay. like. From yeah, sure. the Raw side, we've got Carmella. Dana Brooke, Nikki Ash, Queen Zelina, Rhea Ripley, and Tamina. Okay. Uh, from SmackDown, we've got Aaliyah, Charlotte Flair, Naomi, Natalia, Shayna Bla- Baszler, and Shotzi. Okay. And then from uh, your Legends or Free Agent or whatever you want to call them side of things, we've got both Bella Twins, Nikki and Brie. Oh, really? Yes. Both will be in. Alita. Okay. Kelly Kelly, Michelle McCool, which Ugh. 
I think means someone else might be around. <sighs> uh, the aforementioned Mickey James and the bit that made me surprised and happy, Summer Ray coming back. Summer Ray, hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, All right. Uh, sorry, that's 19 out of 30, not 20 out of 30. Uh, by so comparison, we'll- seven individuals have been announced for the Men's Royal Rumble. Uh, six from, or sorry, five from Raw. One from SmackDown, one outside of SmackDown. And one from Jackass. Yes. Uh, so uh, for Raw, we've got Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, and Austin Theory. Sheamus from SmackDown. That's the only guy who, who announced he's going to be a part of it this week. And of course, Johnny Knoxville will be a part of the whole to do. I saw somebody post a photo. Was Johnny Knoxville actually on SmackDown? He was on SmackDown okay. this week. I don't know if that photo was from that or not. It looked the background looked like it was in a WWE uh, production room, yes. but uh, it was a photo of Johnny Knoxville uh, from Friday, and the caption was something about Jamie Lee Curtis looks great or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which, yeah. Which John, Johnny going honest. full Silver Fox. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a look he pulls off, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some Curtis similarities there. For sure. <laughs> well, you know, Royal Rumble season is uh, is ramping up in the WWE, so good for them. But of course, Royal Rumble comes after what has been for years for us here at the Rough House, the most anticipated show of the beginning of the year. Let's get into it. Ooh, I gotta prep myself for this. I want to jam out for a second there. Not one, not two, but three nights of Wrestle Kingdom action happened this week. Night one and two were uh, at the Tokyo Dome. That was January 4th and 5th. Mm-hmm. Night three was on the 8th. That was at the Yokohama Dome. Uh, and that was a New Japan versus Noah show, which was its own unique pay-per-view. Unless you're going to be <clears throat> like us and wait for it to pop up on New Japan World. Yeah, uh, sometime uh, in the next week or so. Um, it was uh, a a unique two days. I, I think that's the way I'm gonna I'm gonna play it out here. Is a let's let's just days. let's just come out. This was a dull, lifeless uh, shell of Wrestle Kingdom. It doesn't help that night one you had twelve thousand people in a sixty thousand seat dome. Yeah, but and night, night two, two even fewer. Night two had under 7,000 people. Yeah, and you could hear those under 7,000. Uh, I'm sorry, you couldn't hear those under 7,000 people. Yeah. It, was, it, it, was, it, was, it was sad, actually. I, I felt bad yeah. uh, for the performers. Like, I get that you do it, you know, call an audible if you can't pack the dome. Mm-hmm. Call a fucking audible and do it somewhere smaller, so at least your show has life. These shows, yeah. Where, where did they? I, I forget where they did uh, New Year's Dash a few years ago, where they did it at a proper arena and not uh, yeah. Hurricane Hall. I don't remember. Like whatever the name of that arena was, that would be awesome. That would yeah. that would have been fine. Yeah, it was it was not great, and obviously the results of the main event of night one even sucked the air further uh, out of the event as Shingo Takagi lost the uh, world uh, heavyweight championship to uh, Kazuchika Okada, which you know the match was it, a banger. The match was. was a banger. I, I can't, very I can't much enjoyed away. the match. Um, Shingo was toe to toe with 
Okada the whole time. And it, it came down to, you know, who was able to pull off the finisher first. And, uh, you know, it was it was Okada with the Rainmaker that, that got it done. Um, it was I think it went about 35 minutes. Uh, it was it didn't I didn't lose interest in the match like I did in the Osprey Okada match at a couple points mm-hmm. um, the following night. Uh, I, I really, you know, it, it makes sense for Okada to win. It's the 50th anniversary of the company. He's been the company guy for a number of years here. Having him back on top as the ambassador for the company during this 50th year, he's trying to get, um, uh, what's his name? Inoki to show up for, uh, for the 50th anniversary celebration. They're doing this. They did this cross promotion thing with Noah and all these different, you know, his robe that he came out in his ring jacket was like the history of the IWGP or of new Japan pro wrestling all on there. Right. You know, He's a good ambassador for it, but I feel like, you know, Shingo did his best work rate wise to carry the company through the dregs of 2021. Um, And I think he did a pretty okay job with the matches that he put out. Uh, But, you know, it's LOL Okada wins, essentially. And it was a little bit of a bummer for me. Yeah. So I'm going to run through some of the results real quick here. And then, you know, wherever we have some some notes or things to. I only watched the main event from night one. Okay. I watched more of night two than night one. Okay. Uh, So night one, uh, we had the New Japan Rambo, uh, the Rumble style event. Final four. We're going into King of Pro Wrestling 2022 uh, finals. Uh, the surprise entrance, uh, were, um, uh, Shima, uh, Shima was the a number one surprise, uh, as he has been working for Gleet, which is a shoot style promotion, uh, in Japan. So he popped up and and that was surprise. And, uh, Tatsumi Fujinami also appeared, uh, who is a six time IWGP champion. So again, hearkening back to that history, uh, Shima appearing was just cool for me as a longtime Toramon Dragon Gate nerd. Uh, yeah. The final four who would go against each other on day two were unsurprisingly Chase Owens and Toru Yano, and then surprisingly Minoru Suzuki and Shima. Yeah. So we had that. Uh, Yo defeated Sho in a match that did not live up to the hope. Uh, it was <laughs> really yeah, slog. Swing and a miss. Uh, there, there was not enough hate in that for me, and also. Lots of interference, lots of bullshit. Dick Togo bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like saddling show with you know evil and Dick Togo is is really not doing him any favors because he's a pretty great solo guy on his own. Yes, but then you you know you take all that fun out of his matches by having him cheat, and it 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 sucks. Then we had two six man tags which really should have been on road two shows. No. It was uh, Kenta Tajishimori and El Phantasmo. Uh, they beat Rocky Romero, Resuke Taguchi, and Hiroshi Tanahashi. That was to build to the U.S. title match on night two. Uh, then we had Jeff Cobb, Will Ospreay, and Great Okan defeating Sonata Bushi and Tetsuya Naito. Again, just building towards the Cobb and the, uh, Naito, Cobb, Naito match. And Okan Sonata. Uh, um, one of the matches I will recommend that you watch from night one. Katsuyori Shibata made his return. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I forgot about that. As he ended up going against uh, his uh, young lion, Ren Narita, mm-hmm. uh, who looks shockingly like Katsuyori Shibata. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, Shibata went full baller on this one. And in what was announced as a grappling match, he grabs the mic before we go and says, hey, this is a normal match. Striking's allowed. So fuck yeah. 
Um, Which apparently did not alert the New Japan officials to. Uh, he I, went into business on himself. I, I heard that. I feel like Dave's getting worked by Gato on that. I think one. so. Yeah, because also okay. Dave in the the Observer this week reported that the surgery that Shibata had to reduce the swelling on his brain involved uh-huh. taking Shibata's brain out of his skull, which Come I on, think Dave. is horseshit. So, yeah, that Dave, seems Dave a, a wee worked. bit suspect. Dave getting worked. Evil defeated uh, Evil defeated Big Tom Ishii for the uh, Never Open Weight Championship. Okay, again would have been a fine match, but Togo and Co got involved, and it was shit. Um, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi won the IWGP Tag Team Titles over Dangerous Techers duo of Zack Saber Jr. and Taichi. Oh, good for them. Uh, El Desperado, shock of shocks, retained the junior heavyweight championship over Hiromu Takahashi. Awesome fucking match. And kind of a changing of the guard as it looks like the junior division is now going to get fully behind Despy. So, uh, you know, I love me some Despy, so I don't uh, I don't hate that. Love me some Hiromu. Uh, you know, you think Hiromu's going to bump up to, to heavyweight? It's or? possible. Uh, I also kind of wonder... Um, as we talk about, uh, night three of Wrestle Kingdom, I kind of wonder if, um, LIJ is going to be tied up in some, uh, Noah action for a bit. Okay. I see. So we shall see. And then, as you mentioned, main event, Okada defeats Shingo to become the IWGP world heavyweight champion. Uh, good match, but, uh, again, um, set your expectations accordingly for quote unquote crowdless wrestling. Yeah, and disappointment in the finish, for me at least. Night two, uh, we had a whole bunch of six-man tags to kick it off. Nagata, Hamna, and Makabe defeated Bad Luck Fale, Jado, and Gato, who gives a shit. Oh, my Uh, God. Master Watt. If you could give me the New Japan roster and ask me to make the match I would least likely want to see, it's those six guys in the ring together. Master Wado, Kojima, and Tenzan defeated Despi, Taka, and uh, Kanemaru. Wado uh, submitted Despy in that match. He did, by the so. way. So look for Wado to get a push in the junior division. Yeah. And I, 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 as I was flipping through the, that, I, I watched the finish of that match. Wado looks like he uh, tightened up a little bit and uh, has has you know improved a bit from the laughing sock that he was when he first uh, uh, debuted. So. If nothing else, he's he's trying. He's definitely putting the effort in. The hair still got to go, yeah. um, but you know the 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 Buddha belly not so much anymore. So <laughs> he's uh, tightened up the old midsection, which I am having trouble doing myself. So I can't really talk. Uh, and then we had Bushi, uh, Hiromu, and Shingo defeating Doki, Zack Saber Jr., and Taichi. Yeah. On the fucking pre-show. So yeah. Shingo goes from the main event in night one to a pre-show six-man tag in night two. It just breaks my fucking heart. Yeah, uh, not not a great look, but uh, Shingo got to shine later in this show and later in the week. So yeah. he had that going for him. I know, but still. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championships, uh, Eagles and Tiger Mask retained over the teams of Taguchi and Romero, a.k.a. the Mega Coaches, and El Fantasma and Taji Ishimori. Um the thing that they are hinting at here is Rocky is trying to make a run for a junior championship before the okay. end of the year. Otherwise, he will retire. Oh. Um, we had uh, a stardom offer match. Tom Nakano and Sayakama Itani defeating Mayu Iwatani and Starlight Kid. Okay. Uh, very, very solid action. And uh, even though so, I, I think it's the Iwatani and Starlight Kid team, um, they're feuding. 
they did not do oh. the oh we don't get along and said they just were trying to outdo each other which was kind okay. of baller like that uh for the king of pro wrestling 2022 provisional match minoru suzuki is your king of pro wrestling right now so far. i mean he's kind of the king of pro wrestling minus the without the title but uh you know it's Kind of, kind of strange seeing him slumming it in that uh, that title division, but yeah. whatever. Hey, I, I really enjoyed whenever it was uh, Suzuki and Shima in the ring, but yeah. that's also because you know it's going right to my lizard brain and giving me yes. what I like. Um, Evil Yujiro and Show the House of Torture retained the six man tag titles over Goto Yoshihashi and Yo. It's fine. Then Keiji Muto shows up with the entire Noah roster. Yeah, yeah, full uh, sweat suited up. That, it, it looked baller as hell. I it did. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. And uh, uh, Kiyomiya cut a promo, and then Keno took the microphone, calling out Shingo, calling him uh, out for losing his belt. They both talked shit because Keno's group was going to be going against LIJ uh, on Saturday. Uh, and as uh, Shingo left, Keno was talking shit to him about like, you know, how dare you leave? How dare you walk away from me? We're going to be the number one promotion. And also uh, pointed out that uh, it was clear from the dome that they need Noah's support. They need Noah's help. So well, uh, nice you know. shit talking there. Yeah. Yeah. Although someone should have told uh, Keiji Muto to keep his cell phone away in the middle of the ring. <laughs> they don't need, uh, you know, <laughs> wrestling dad snapping photos in the middle of the ring. Look, and he so. was just trying to recreate the uh, Ellen Oscar selfie, but with the <laughs> Noah roster. Yeah. I don't think it would get as many likes on Twitter as Ellen no, did. No, no. Uh, Sonata defeated Great Ocon in a match that I, I'm pretty sure I slept four hours through. <laughs> Okay. Um, Tetsuya Naito defeated Jeff Cobb in a match where Jeff Cobb blew out his knee, unfortunately. So that was a shoot. That was a shoot. Okay. Um, I, I was yeah. wondering, because I, I did watch that match, and yeah. uh, I enjoyed it for what it was. I, and I imagine that was the plan uh, either way. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I, I believe that Naito was supposed to win, but Cobb legit fucked up his knee. Uh, last report was he was waiting for an MRI. No word yet on what the situation is with his knee. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they're kind of kayfabing it a bit and keeping the results quiet, especially if they're better than expected. Yeah. So they can have Cobb pop surprise up. surprise return. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the IWGP uh, United States Heavyweight Championship, it was a no DQ match where Hiroshi Tanahashi decided I'm fucking McFoley. And uh, like I'm Terry Funk. Yeah, that, that's fair. <laughs> I'm Terry Funk and Kent is like, I'm Mick Foley. Yeah. Um, uh, Tanahashi uh, won back the U.S. championship in an absolute plunder fest of a match. I, I don't yeah. think anyone expected this match to be the way it was. No, no, especially not with the ace involved. But he, uh, you know, he seemed really fucking gung ho. It almost seemed like he was enjoying it uh, a, yeah. a little bit. I don't know what happens in, in a wrestler's brain once they hit a certain age. They're like, I'm fucking going to mutilate myself for everybody's enjoyment tonight. Yeah. But uh, I appreciate it. Um, you know, if you fast forward through uh, Kenta taking five minutes to set up the super tall ladder. Uh, <laughs> that was a weird ass ladder, too. It was. It was. But uh, that high fly flow through uh, off almost the, like the second from top ring rung of the yeah. ladder yeah. through Kento on a table fucked Kenta up so bad. His back was gushing blood. His face was yeah. gushing blood from a, uh, getting knocked off the ladder onto the spiky end of a uh, crumpled up trash can. Yeah. Uh, Kenta Kenta got fucked up bad enough that he had to get taken off of night three. 
yeah, uh, the the full list of injuries on Kenta, uh, which meant that he could not participate uh, at Wrestle Kingdom, and he was given on the Noah side, which I think right. is interesting. Um, he has a dislocated left hip, a broken nose, tendon damage to his finger, and of course those aforementioned lacerations to his back. So yeah, he got fucked up. He pretty bad. got fucked up. Uh, I will say, just watching the gifts of that match probably enough than sitting through the whole thing. That's fair, but I I, I enjoyed it. I, I had a great yeah. time with it. And then the main event was Okada versus Will Ospreay. Okada retaining, defeating Will Ospreay. Hopefully the end of this unbearable fucking Osprey <laughs> heel run. Um, it won't be. Yeah. Uh, post-match, Naito challenging him for the belt. So we're doing Okada Naito again. Woo! I mean, you know, it's uh, if it's the 50th anniversary, we'll do the 50th match of Okada Naito for the title. Why not? Yeah. Uh, and uh, in short, because it's going to be a lot of names that you don't know, and I'm going to struggle to uh, say out loud, I'm just going to say uh, Wrestle Kingdom Night 3, New Japan finished the show on top. Six wins to Noah's four, and there was one draw. The draw was the lone singles match. Wow. Between <laughs> anybody who was who's that one for? Was that the uh, uh, the Mudo Tana? Was that even a match? Am I making no, shit up? No, uh, there, uh, the main event was a tag match. Uh, Kazuchika Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi they defeated Kichimudo and Kaito Kiyomiya. Okay, uh, as as I called it, Kiyomiya was the one who ate the pin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, With those three in the ring, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but the the match as a whole was about getting Kiyomiya over, even though he okay. ate uh, of Rainmaker for the finish. Um, Kiyomiya apparently had a full on star event, but the match everyone's talking about is the ten man tag, which was the New Japan group of Lij against the Noah group of Congo. Uh, I, Congo, that's a great name for a fucking faction. Yeah, with uh, a K or a C? K K O N G O. You posted on our our. Uh, on our socials, the yeah. badass gif of uh, yeah. Lij coming out for that show or for that match, um, the Congo team looked just as badass, and uh, it was just a lot of fucking fighting, a lot of hate, a lot of rage, and uh, Shingo uh, was the one who got the pin. Nice. Uh, so, like I said, they they were building it back up, and I, I can't help but feel like we're not quite done with this New Japan Noah thing especially okay. uh, on this 50th anniversary year for New Japan. But I mean, uh, three big L- shows. If LIJ pops up at the next uh, big Noah event, that would be, uh, you know, a big piece of business there. Yes. Uh, and there's actually there's a there was a main event on. I think it was the first that I've heard was great that I tracked down and downloaded that I'll have to watch. OK, um, it was uh, Goshi Ozaki and um, uh, Nakajima. Uh, it was a. Uh, main event of their January 1st pay-per-view and I heard it was awesome so I, I'll let you know how that was when I finally get around to watching it. So did night 3 take place in New Year's Dash? Are we not getting a New Year's Dash this year? We are not getting a New Year's Dash this year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was usually used to set dashed. up the next big feuds. Yeah. So I mean obviously Naito Okada looks like the way to go and you can, you know, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but they did make a few different announcements during these Wrestle Kingdom shows. Probably the most important one for those listening, New Japan is returning to Access Television. It okay. will be on Thursdays following okay. Impact Wrestling. So Impact will be on from 8 to 10. Then from 10 to 11, you'll have brand new episodes of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay. Uh, they're going to start on January 20th, but then new content uh, will start on March 3rd. Okay. Uh, and the other big thing was they announced uh, a whole bunch of uh, of major shows. 
uh, including uh, May 1st, Wrestling Dontaku will be in uh, the Fukuoka Dome, so that'll be a big show. Uh, and the 50th anniversary show is going to be on March 1st at the Nippon Budokan. Um, okay. So we've got some uh, big New Japan shows coming up. Uh, nothing in the U.S., unfortunately. I mean, well, nothing, I mean that's nothing not a for shock. New Japan. Yeah. Uh, proper. I mean, yes, we'll continue to have New Japan U.S. shows, but nothing. Yeah. Nothing announced yet, which I, I, you know, like you said, makes sense given everything going on uh, yeah. with with the state of the world. Um, speaking of just this crazy week of wrestling, I got this button to hit, Chris. And now it's time for the Roundhouse Podcast Impact Update. TNA Impact, uh, or just. Impact, Impact Wrestling, yeah. as they are now, uh, ran their Hard to Kill show last night, I mentioned, yeah. uh, mostly because of some of the interesting uh, debuts which occurred. First things first, uh, well, folks, we had a COVID outbreak in Impact as the inspiration were not on the show. So sorry for those who wanted to uh, see our favorite Aussie duo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. Speedball Mike Bailey made his Impact debut. Oh, nice. Uh, he was part of uh, a four-way, which he won. Uh, also uh, appearing on the show, Tom Phillips taking the place of the recently fired Matt Stryker as the commentary guy. Lead, I, I, uh, I'd say that's an update, upgrade. Uh, yeah, at, at the least, it's you could say it's a, a slightly high lateral move. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I always like Tom Phillips or Tom Hannafin on uh on on commentary. I mean, he he got like I feel like you know obviously he went to the Michael Cole Broadcasting School, but I feel like yes. he got the best parts of Michael Cole and not as many as the bad parts of Michael Cole. Right, right. He he got the Michael Cole who, who when he isn't being produced is actually half decent. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. I, again, folks, if you've never watched it, uh, watch that weird ass uh, WWE Japan show that clearly Michael Cole got to commentate with no one in his ear. He was actually yeah. really entertaining on it. Yeah. Um, but in terms of other interesting appearances, there was a Ring of Honor title match. Uh, Jonathan Gresham retained over Chris Sabin. They had Ian Riccoboni call the match, and they had Bobby Cruz do the ring announcing for the match. Well, I mean, it's, if it's a Ring of Honor title match, I get that. But so, that wasn't the only Ring of right. Honor appearance, as there was a proper Ring of Honor invasion, as after the Hardcore War match uh, that uh, took place. We Which had was a, essentially War Games without a cage? Yes. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Uh, we had the OGK duo of Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. With Maria Canellis, we had PCO, and we had Vincent all run in, uh, and it was called out as being sort of a, a Ring of Honor invasion, uh, complete with Scott Demore saying he needs to call the guys in Baltimore to find out what's going on. Uh, <laughs> okay. Scott, my phone hasn't rang. Yeah. So. <laughs> I got a weird text this morning. I haven't opened it, so it might be from Scott. So I'll, <laughs> Just a photo I'll, of maple syrup. That's I'll how rep- tragically <laughs> Canadian he is. <laughs> Who doesn't love some good maple syrup? Um, hey, people are getting people are getting work. That's the important part here. Well, and and it keeps Ring of Honor's name, you know, in the wrestling zeitgeist, which makes me believe that yeah, this is something that will probably continue at some point. Yeah. Um, and and you know, 
uh, the group they picked, um, you know, I mean, they wouldn't have been my first picks from <laughs> Ring of Honor, but uh, all guys who have clearly fans. So, uh, yeah, I guess there's people who like Matt Taven, right? Uh, we, we saw it. They're mostly middle aged and female. Yeah. I don't even get it. He's not even that attractive. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. And, and, and then some people really like Vincent. Again. Yeah. Oh, well, you know. I don't, uh, I don't know. The people who enjoyed Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 and Halloween, those people yeah. would like a bootleg wrestler Rob Zombie. So it makes sense. Well, now that we're Sorry, talking Eric. about Rob Zombie, I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> change the topic real quick with... It was a big week for AEW, and of course, I get to hit this button again. <laughs> As AEW also found themselves affected by COVID, uh, the Young Bucks uh, were off of Dynamite this week as Matt Jackson and their good buddy Brandon Cutler tested positive for COVID-19. Nick Jackson previously had COVID, mm-hmm. uh, but Matt and Brandon Cutler both had it uh, also. It's something that ended up changing the Battle of the Belt show last night. Cody and Brandy both tested positive for COVID-19. So uh, the TNT title match that was planned for Saturday got switched around to an interim title match. Right. Uh, We'll talk more about that as we get there. But uh, we had the first show of the TBS era on Wednesday. And it kicked off very strongly with the rematch between Hangman Page, the AEW World Champion, and Brian Danielson, your judges outside of the ring, taking long notes about God knows what. It was Mark Henry, Jerry Lynn, and Paul White as they basically just looked in the locker room and went, ah, you guys get out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't feel like paying anybody else. Yeah. (laughs) Um, This match, like... I adored the time limit draw match. Uh, yeah. that, that was that was like a last minute match of the year for me. Like if, if I had to name my five favorite matches of the year, that's one of them. Mm-hmm. This match, oh boy, I, I think I might have liked it more. I think I did too. Yeah, it was definitely more brutal, and you had the the history of the first match to call back to, yes. which helped elevate everything um, as well. But both both men gushing blood brian more so than page this time he was like you said in a text to me absolutely leaking from his dome yeah i I don't know uh what brian did or does to to get the level of uh crimson mask that he does Uh, i've seen him bust open like this a few different times um take some aspirin before the match i guess (laughs) i i guess he he was just a absolute bloody mess. Uh, I think Paige ended up having to go back to Blade a second time during the match because his blood definitely <laughs> stopped at a point. Yeah. Um, but Damn this was, coagulation, you're ruining the fucking match. Yes. But this was hate-filled. This was, yeah. this was two dudes beating the fuck out of each other on live television. Only went about 30, 35 minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But all killer, no filler, just, just a king-size ass-beating from both sides. What a great way to start the TBS era. I I loved this. And I think, you know, Brian Danielson's first loss uh, coming from Hangman Page, you know, further cements Page 
Paige's reign as champion here. I think yeah. it was it was a great call. Definitely too soon to take the title off him. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Brian can only continue an unbeaten streak for so long. Uh, I think it was it, it was the right call. Uh, both guys gave it everything, and it was yeah, it, it definitely an early match of the year candidate. Yeah. Then we went to the back. They claimed talking about how their issue with Sting and Darby Allen was far from over. Not the only people with an issue with Sting and Darby Allen, as yeah. we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> God, I, 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 I caught up on that on uh, on Rampage, and uh, that promo was amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, the Acclaim will be dropping a music video this week on Dynamite, which will either be and hysterical or cringy as fuck. We'll see. I hope they go full. 1998 no limit soldier or cash money records sort of vibe to the video man i I really i really need to see this has to work i i I could see that or because they keep referencing it go full uh my chemical romance on it oh yeah the the mcr references are you know fucking killing me and hitting me right in the sweet spot and i love it so uh i am not okay i promise then uh mjf came out to go against the captain sean dean and we had uh an angle that was either super fun and clever or the most wwe level shit you've ever seen on aew I, I thought it was. I clever. wouldn't go that far. I thought or it was. People clever, hate on I, that. I, I, I saw some people who were very, very uh, I mean, mad yeah. about it. So MJF's in the ring. All of a sudden, CM Punk runs out as soon like the bell hits. Punk runs out, chases MJF out. Punk's in the ring with Sean Dean and hits a GTS on Dean. So Aubrey Edwards has to disqualify MJF, giving the win to Sean Dean. Meaning MJF, who said, oh, 2022, I'm going to go ahead and build my record and become a champion. He starts 0-1. Yep, yep. And look for this to continue until Punk gets his match with MJF. They had, again, I feel like they're giving these guys too much time on these promos. Yes, they go 10 when they should go 5. Yeah, I I don't dislike them, but they just – they take too long. They're drawn out. Less is more, um, you know, but – Next week, it was as, not as, the worst in-ring promo on Dynamite this week. It was definitely not. Um, but we're going to get Punk and Wardlow this coming Wednesday on Dynamite. Fuck yeah! Which makes me think, with everything that's been happening between MJF and Wardlow, this might be the time where uh, Wardlow and MJF go their separate ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cue up the journey. Yeah, uh, <laughs> here we stand. <laughs> but but you know this was this was the the typical punk MJF back and forth up to and including yeah. references to WWE. So either you enjoyed it for what it was or hated for it being so self referential. I had a great time with it. No, I didn't mind it. It just went too long. And then Chris Jericho came out with a Rudy Giuliani Ooh. level hair dye job. <laughs> yes. And thank you to the uh, sleuth who pointed that out on Twitter because man, that was uh, that was that was that was weak sauce there. It was real bad. It was real bad. So Chris Jericho cut a real shitty promo because 2.0 comes out, get in his face. Jericho talks about how Matt Lee has a square head, and <sighs> uh, Parker has a pinhead. Oh boy! Called him Terrence and Philip and all this other oh, st- hokey, stupid bullshit. Yeah, it was garbage. Yeah, it was very bad, but uh, Daniel Garcia runs down. They all beat up Jericho, and then Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz run, run out because they're going to have a street fight on Rampage. Appropriate, straightforward booking, but God, Jericho looked so... Uh, was Jericho wearing, like, 
I don't know if Spanx is the right term, but that tank top looked like it was trying to hold in that belly yes. and failing. I, I would agree with you on it that. It was like a compression shirt for yeah. for real. And it made him look older. Like his yeah. attempts to look younger have made him look older, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. Um, we had a video package recapping G- Jake Atlas's debut on Dark, which then led to uh, an Adam Cole promo backstage as he's flanked by the Red Dragon duo of Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Uh, he says, I know Kyle didn't mean to kick me in the face, but, you know, we're going to figure it all out. But, hey, Jake Atlas, everybody's talking about you. I'm the guy everyone's still talking about. It's New Year. It's the same Adam Cole. Hey, how about we face each other on Rampage? And uh, they did an ill-fated match. Yeah. But a fucking good match up until the finish. Yep. Yep. Um, which yep. we'll talk about we'll more shortly. Wardlow came out and murdered a jobber. A jobber's name was Antonio Zambrano. Zambrano. Hey, likes the sauce with Bobby Lasciarelli. Uh Spears hit the C4 before the match. Uh Wardlow wanted him to just cover him, but Wardlow hit four power bombs anyway. Bob's yeah. your uncle. We move on. Wardlow gonna Wardlow. Uh, we had video package recapping the Chris Stadlander Layla Hirsch feud, which mm-hmm. uh, again, uh, let's get to the fireworks factory there, please. Yeah, either uh, way, it's Chris all special and for it. Yep. Then we had the TBS Championship Finals. It was Jade Cargill against Ruby Soho. Jade Cargill wins the championship in a match that proved beyond the shadow of a doubt Jade Cargill is not ready to be a champion. Hoofa <sighs> doofa. She. I think my issue with her and her not readiness is you can still see the hesitation in her yeah. actions. Nothing, nothing. The fluidity is not there. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, Ruby Soho has been doing this much, much longer and has that, you know, confidence and, and, and knowing what to do. Um, I will say, I think this is the first match where we really, you know, got to see, Jade Cargill selling some offense for mm-hmm. really the first mm-hmm. time because most of her matches have been dominant aside yeah. from the Thunder Rosa the yeah. semifinal. Um, you know, I, I feel like she's definitely going to get there. And yes. like she has the intangibles. Yeah, she has all the elements that you know uh, to use a turn of phrase. You can't teach. She yeah. she's got the size. She's got the look. She's got the charisma. She, she has the reps. it factor. Yeah. But she does not have what it takes yet in the ring. Right. And I get making her a champion and and everything is sort of like this, like, acknowledgement, like, she's going to be a big thing. But, man, she was not designed for this level of match. It, it said so much that the, like, 10-second run-in from Mercedes Martinez and Thunder Rosa was infinitely more heated than this <laughs> championship final. Yeah. Uh, I, and I, I kind of knew once they showed Jade's kid in the front row that she was winning. Um, I mean, you know, I remember saying as soon as they announced this yeah, thing, it was Jade's you know, to we, lose. We've been saying so. it for some time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this was swinging a mess. Uh, the one thing I can say, uh, kind of a kudos to Jade in this. The finish was going to be the avalanche jaded. And uh-huh. you could tell they were trying to do it from the, the, the tippy the top. top. Yeah, and you could see her realize in real time. Nope. Oh fuck, that's not going to work out for anybody. So she yeah. did it from the middle rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that level of self awareness and preservation, not just for yourself but your opponent. Like that's right. a plus. That, yeah, that's veteran level shit. Yeah. So she she has what it takes. Just she's not there. 
Yeah, and Chilton, like like we said, you know, you just need need the reps. Uh, and I imagine her upcoming matches will either be tag matches with Mercedes Martinez or relative squashes with Martinez helping out on the outside sort right. of thing. Right. Um, you know, this rain may go on for a while. I. I I not only remember who was the first person to to compare to Goldberg. Um, I mean, you know, the the numbers of the matches aren't quite aren't <laughs> entirely yeah. equal yeah. yet. But well, they all have you know three house shows a week or whatever to, to yeah, ramp yeah it up. Even it. even WCW at a point was just like fuck it, we're gonna add ten, even though there's no way that worked. Right? Yeah, um, he just he just ran through the Monster Factory and pinned everybody. You know, <laughs> uh, or the W's not the Monster Factory, the WCW uh, the Power where, Plant. Power Plant. That's yes. the one. Yeah, yeah. There's a spark in my hair. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, we work hard, we play hard. Anyway, yeah, Jade's your champ, and uh, we'll see what happens from here. Serena Deeb did a sit down with Jim Ross uh, about Hikaru Shida. I liked her fa- her fire. I liked her rage. I, I liked uh, you know the 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 way it was put together, but um. The delivery was not there. Yeah, and I really need this next match with Sheeta to be some sort of stipulation match. Yeah, some kind of gimmicky sort of. Yeah. I don't think it is at at this point. No, it's, not it's a, just a match. And we've seen that three other times. Yeah, well, maybe they're going the best of seven route, and then you know, seventh match will be a blowout. I mean, I don't know. They've gotten more heated each time, so they that's true. But I'm I'm, I'm thinking like you know, way. do a do a street fight, do a cage match, do. Bunkhouse brawl, do something. To... Well, a quick way to do that is, you know, Sheeta gets disqualified in this one for using Fair. a kendo stick, and then Deeble gets disqualified in the the next one for using uh, the the trophy or whatever on Sheeta for the first, first of fifty wins, and then they'll they'll get there. I mean, that's you know just a quick way to to book that. But uh, Malachi Black defeated Brian Pillman Jr. in a match that went way longer than it should have because it wasn't just. Malachi Black spin kicking Brian Pillman Jr. into oblivion, though that yeah. was the finish. Yeah, we got uh, there. It just yeah. took a little bit of time. Uh, also, Julia Hart is a pirate, and somehow it works for her. <laughs> it just takes the optimism down a little bit. Exactly. You know, knocks her down a peg. Exactly. Which, you know, you're you're at a twelve. I need you at a, at a ten. Okay. You know what? I, I've 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 always enjoyed women who have been knocked down a peg. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that. I meant like in terms of her enthusiasm. No, I, I understand what you mean. Uh, <laughs> so the big conspiracy theory of the internet this week was that uh, the finish was Pillman. Uh, he went up for the springboard to do air Pillman. He slipped and fell. And then it was a kick to the face. Yeah. Uh, the back and forth the internet was, was that intentional? I mean, I don't think it, it was because it looks lo- it looked like black was setting up to spin kick him out of the air. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can literally see, like, I, I went back and I looked at the GIF. You can see Black slump for half a second before yeah. he came in the head. There was a little <laughs> readjustment done. and Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is like, like uh, this fucking kid. So after the match, Malachi was going to attack uh, Pillman and Hart. The Lucha Bros run out. The lights go out. I yell Sabu. My wife wonders what's going on. It's not Sabu. <laughs> not Sabu. And uh, instead, the Lucha Brothers in uh, Black uh, teleported positions. That was That was the thing. Yeah, that was yeah. I didn't love that. Then uh, Tony Schiavone was backstage with Ruby Soho, which means, of course, it's a Tony Schiavone interview. Uh, God knows it can't actually happen. Britt Baker interrupts with her crew, and uh, this built to the tag match that was on 
excuse me, rampage of Ruby Soho and Riho against Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. Yeah, Ruby Soho had a busy night on uh, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, <laughs> your main event was for the AEW World Tag oh Team Championships. It was Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus defeating the Lucha Bros of Penta El Zero and Ray Phoenix to become the new AEW World Tag Team Champions. I thought this match ruled. I'm, uh, uh, if anything, a little bummed the Lucha Bros weren't champions longer. Yes, definitely a complaint of mine. This match ruled. The action was fantastic, but the finish mm. resulted in one of the ugliest injuries I've seen this side of Sid oh. in WCW in 2001. Yeah, giving all Quincy just fucking thinking about it. There was a table pulled out at ringside by Alex Abrahantes. Christian uh-huh. chases off Alex. Penta tries to superkick Luchasaurus through it. He gets pulled off. Phoenix tries to go after Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus catches him, choke slams him, and Phoenix, in a freak accident, while <sighs> on the way down, has his arm yeah. out and dislocates his elbow in the opposite direction. <sighs> then uh, how how that wasn't a break is is beyond me. Uh, he's l- literally a freak of nature in every yeah. in every way. Yeah, thank Christ. Phoenix will only be out a few weeks on this. Um, I thought one of the coolest and smartest things I've seen in a long time in pro wrestling was after the finish here, uh, Jungle Boy surprise cradling Penta's made in Japan. Uh-huh. Uh, Jungle Boy getting that big win. Finally. Finally. We yeah, got that nut, folks. my favorite fucking guys. We got it. Yeah. We yeah. got it. Well, look, Penta was cursed by that terrible Joker gear. That's Yeah, that's true. You know what? Honestly, that's when I knew they were losing the belts. He came out in the Joker gear. I knew they were losing when you said it was the main event. <laughs> well, that's fair. <laughs> I, I thought either they were winning or Christian was going to turn heel, and that was going to be the big fair. angle to end the show. Yeah. But what I thought was really clever, Jurassic Express, they're standing up, they're holding up the belts and everything, and every single heel tag team strolls out onto the ramp yep. to give them the stink eye. I thought that was such... A cool idea to be like, all right, here's where we're going. Yeah, no, I like that too. That was uh, that was that was that was fun. Um, but yeah, I, I also enjoyed the match. I think Jungle Boy and Phoenix together have some of the best chemistry that you know I've seen in AEW. Um, and very much, I'd imagine some kind of return match at some point uh, would happen, and would think that would be great. Um, I'm curious as to where. The Lucha Bros go next. I, I guess since what happened earlier on with uh, with Alistair Black or uh, Malachi Black, yes. that, you know, Black and the eventual debut of Brody King, uh, which we're suspecting will happen, uh, w- would be the next program with those guys. And I'm totally but, cool with that. I'd yeah. Give no. me give me a third guy with them. Let's let's do Death Triangle versus House of Black. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Let's you know what? Let's take that all the way to a blood and guts. Let's do it. Who would you take for a third for the House of Black if we're assuming Brody King's the second? Um, Is there any other creepy goth dudes? Because, <laughs> you know, I'm already thinking about, like, who, who would make sense. Yeah. And funnily enough, it would fuck the Lucha Bros. Pac going over to the House Ooh. of Black would fucking rule. Yeah. Yeah, it would. That would be, yeah, that would be fucking great. But man, I love me some Death Triangle. I, I love me some Death Triangle also. But can you imagine though, like Pac, he, you know, he's cursed by the the mist. Fuck, give them Julia as their uh, spooky goth cheerleader. Like, 
Let's go. Oh, so like, because Black Mist is poison, right? Yeah. yeah if yeah, I yeah. remember my my mist, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Eight, it, you know, it, so stats. long as you are confusing it with your colors of kryptonite. Yes. Yes. Right. 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 Or the the lantern <laughs> colors or whatever. Uh, but <laughs> or the infinity stone colors. You know, anything. Orange is avarice. So so yeah. Okay. Uh, that would be cool. So then you could bring in like uh you know another lucha, luchador like mm-hmm. um, Laredo kid. Uh, yeah. Or uh vikingo, vikingo. Or yeah, yeah, yeah literally any luchador will will fit yeah. here um, scoop up ray horus yeah yeah there. fuck it uh i mean they, they have teamed with kid in the past Ooh. oh dragon, Ooh, dragon oh, oh it yeah. moved yeah, yeah it it definitely, moved. <laughs> definitely had some uh <laughs> a tremor down below when i thought of that so yeah no, yeah, no that would be that would be that would be really cool or um, you know what on the house of black side mm-hmm. uh you know why don't they bring in the villain marty Skrull? Well, I could think of a number of reasons why they wouldn't bring in <laughs> Marty's girl. The Marty. thing is, though, there's always less than 18 reasons not to bring him in. <laughs> well, you know, but you only need six in England, 16 in England. So <laughs> it's different. <laughs> All right. We still have two more shows to talk about. Let's go. Oh, damn it. Uh, oh, oh. AEW Rampage was taped right after Dynamite in New Jersey, and it kicked off with Adam Cole versus Jake Atlas. This right. match fucking ruled. I loved it. I don't. I don't remember. Did Jake Atlas beef up? I don't remember being that big last time I saw him in NXT. Uh, he he got a little bit bigger. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I thought he looked great. Um, yeah, no, he and, did. And and it's a shame that the finish was what it was because. The, the thing that was so good about this was how much of the match was this story of, like, everything you can do, I can do better. Yeah. Uh, down to the point where, you know, they, they kept doing super kick standoffs and, and yeah. things like that. I I thought this was awesome. Uh, a storyline note that came up as Adam Cole was walking the ring. Adam Cole being the number one w- ranked wrestler in AEW. So mm-hmm. if you're telling me we're getting Cole Page, fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah, the, the, the Adams... The reason yes. that <laughs> that Hangman Page became Hangman Page, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, and a lot of BTE stuff uh, as well. There didn't yeah. wasn't wasn't Hangman the one who killed uh, Cole or yes. Cole in BTE lore? Uh, I I, I think unintentionally he Cole. Uh, I know he killed Joey Ryan, another person. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Who is yeah. someone we shouldn't be talking about? But you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought this match was dope. Uh, but then it went awry as Jake Atlas went for springboard. Uh, Adam Cole hits him with a super kick, and Atlas goes down with a legit knee injury. Yeah, it's a uh, apparently he's only going to be out uh, for a few weeks on this. Uh, again, that veteran's mind. Cole very quickly deciding, you know what? Uh, I'm going to slap on a knee bar. And he did. It was the lightest knee bar I've <laughs> ever seen. Ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Especially I watched it knowing what had happened. Yeah. So I, I was like, oh, man, this is, you know, this looks even less painful than some of the other arm and leg submissions I've seen. But, you know, I get it. Yeah. Uh, Atlas taps in. out. That was a finish after the match. Red Dragon comes out to celebrate with Cole. Cole cut a promo threatening to beat up Atlas, but here comes Arch Cassidy, lackadaisically carrying a steel chain, and the rest <laughs> of the best friends. So All right. that feud must continue. Um, we had uh, Andrade El Idolo backstage <laughs> with Tony Schiavone and El Idolo. Add a question for Tony: 
Why does this little kid work for Sting? (laughs) (laughs) That question is great, but the fact that he asked Sting, hypothetically, how much it would cost for him to buy this little kid, (laughs) essentially... He wanted to purchase Darby Allen, his stewardship from Sting. Uh, Because he's, I I think he said he needed an assistant. Meanwhile, Jose is standing right behind him. I was like, what the fuck does this say about Jose? (laughs) But okay. All right. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, Way to go, Andrade. Yeah. So, so good. So good. Made me so happy. And then we went ahead and send Hook as it was Hook versus Aaron Solo. This was Hook murdering Aaron Solo. Uh, you know, I would like to uh, formally pledge my undying fealty to Hook. Yes. Uh, whatever you need, my king is yours. Yes. <laughs> this kid, I mean, it, it's all there. We've said it before, and we'll continue to say it. Yeah. It's, it's he's he's got it down, man. Yeah. The from from the the presentation with his music, his walk, yep. all of yep. that. Uh, I to, love the way he goes to the corner of the ring right by that camera and just yeah. kind of like. I guess I got to beat this motherfucker now. Yeah, okay, yeah. you know, I I I, I love it. Yeah, the uh, there. I I think the the big thing for Hook is, uh, and I I hope it's before this, but um, when he gets into something like the uh, Casino Battle Royal, uh-huh. people are going to lose their shit at the possibility yeah. of him yeah. wrecking. Like once he gets out of the destroying the jobber side of things. Right. And really has his first interaction with like a mid tier guy. Yeah. People are going to lose their shit. Yep. I can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, and then at the commentary table, Ricky Starks cut the promo of a lifetime, putting over <laughs> that. Hey, that FTW championship is going to be on the line at battle of the belts. Also, he's going to beat side because he wants to send a message to, uh, Matt Martin or Matt Martin, Dante, uh, Martin. Dante Martin, because yeah. it took him three tries to beat Matt Seidel. So he's going to beat yeah. him once. Yeah, no, Starks was great. Uh, I will say it's a bummer to have Jericho back on commentary yes. at Rampage, uh, yes. just because I can't stand that. But yeah. at least he wasn't yelling the whole True. time. True. Uh, then we had Ruby Soho and Riho defeating Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Good, fine, fun tag match. Really I was... just about... You know, building the Riho storyline for Saturday. Very much enjoyed staring at Jamie Hader's ass the whole time. Yeah, why? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? My God, it is mm, choice. Then uh, it was the main event promo time. Two point and Danny Garcia were <laughs> ranting and raving. It happened. Yep, Santana and Ortiz happened. left their side and then beat the crap out of Two point and Danny Garcia, which took us to the ring as it was a wild brawl. Well, no, no, no. First, it took us to them fighting in the background, and Mark yeah. Henry goes, well, I guess the talk is over. It's yeah. time for the, the main, main event. event. Yeah. And then we go to commercial. What are you doing? <laughs> you got to time that better, guys. Come yeah. on. Uh, but it was a wild brawl. Uh, it was Eddie Kingston, Satana, and Ortiz against Daniel Garcia 2.0. Uh, the face is one, but post-match, uh, Daniel Garcia decides to uh, tape up Kingston in the ropes and continue a beat down on... Uh, Santana and Ortiz. This meant, unfortunately, that Chris Jericho would leave the commentary desk and chase off the heels. And then, of all people, Proud and Powerful's music played <laughs> to play off the end of the match. I mean, they technically won the match. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So Santana, <laughs> Santana hit Parker with the lariat for the pin. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but it, it, I, I, very I, weird. You know, 
just get to get to Jericho and Kingston already, because you know that's where it's going. Because Kingston's yes. shooting those eyes, man, and he's you know he's he's a man full of rage. So <laughs> whoever is in his path is gonna uh, be subject to said rage. So let's just get to that fireworks factory as well. Please and thank you, uh, and and shout out to the person on Twitter who decided just to take a photo of Eddie Kingston yelling at CM Punk and overlay it with the elbow Rocco rant. That was my everything this week. <laughs> Um, so then last night was the battle of the belts I don't have the music because I couldn't find it anywhere so I'm just going to dig into it three matches, one hour, three championship matches kicked off with the interim TNT championship match Sammy Guevara defeating Dustin Rhodes to become the interim TNT champion yeah, now, Sammy eating all the fucking finishers in this match god damn did he ever um, and uh, Dustin doing some wild fucking shit for a dude who's like in his 50s pushing 60, yeah, yeah. Uh, including a destroyer off the apron through a table. Yeah, Good which God. is beautiful. Um, but a, a damn fine match. I was really excited when they announced that Dustin began this match, mostly because I thought we might get Dustin Cody too. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a you know a, a way to sort of tie things up for Dustin. But uh, I think this was just Dustin going. Uh, my brother's out. Uh, I'll eat a lot of shit, and we'll make Sammy look good. And I guess we're already pivoting away from Cody possibly even being involved. Because right after the match, uh, Daniel Garcia got into the ring and slapped Sammy Guevara. And that's a match we're apparently getting on Dynamite. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think that's okay. They they mentioned a couple times during the match that eventually there will be a title unification match. Okay. So, you know, at one point it'll be either Sammy or well, probably be Sammy. I, I can't imagine, you know, <laughs> him only having the title for uh, five days, uh, four days. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. but that, that was a nice heated pull apart at the end of the match there. Yeah, I really like that, and and I like Garcia getting uh, a lot of shine behind him. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like him quite a bit. Then, unlike uh, Justin, uh, unlike Justin, yes. Uh, then we had the FTW Championship match. Ricky Starks successfully defended against Matt Seidel. Really fun match. Yeah. Seidel's awesome. Ricky Starks is awesome. It, it's what you would expect. This though uh, ended up being kind of a backdrop to the post match storyline, which was. Starks and Hobbs beating down side out. Lee Moriarty ran out to try to make the save, taken out with a right hand from Hobbs. And then we had Dante Martin run out, go against uh, Hobbs, uh, get right in his face because we're going to have the Hobbs Dante Martin match. Uh, I think that's this Wednesday. It is, yeah. Yeah. So there yep, we go. That should rule. It should be very, very good. Uh, and then the main event was for the AEW Women's World Championship Dr. Britt Baker, DMD successfully defending her championship against Riho. Storyline was that Britt Baker had never beaten Riho. Well, now mm-hmm. she has. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like kind of a split response. I, I thought the match was fine. I enjoyed it. Uh, but there's definitely a, a loud contingent online who uh, is starting to say that um, uh, Jamie the Hayter bull- and uh, uh, Rebel are, are going full Dick Togo here. Oh, uh, uh, I mean... I, I get that argument. Uh, I think it also has to do with the amount of people who can accept Riho uh, having believable offense, I guess. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> you know, point. like like Justin got into in the last soapbox available on Patreon at the $5 tier. Um, you know, but uh, I, I thought it was good as well. Uh, I, I like Riho. I really like Britt. I uh, really like Jamie Hayter. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I didn't expect Riho to win here, especially with the way they kept saying over and over again that Britt had never beaten her, but had never beaten her. 
Yeah, beat it, it made it very clear that the, yeah. the direction they were going to go and surprise, surprise, is that Britt would finally beat her. Uh, I do want us, you know, to to get to wherever Britt's going next for the championship. That was going to be my next um, question to you. I, I, I don't know where we go. Uh, you know, she's beaten Statlander already. Uh, it, it sounded like, at least from the promo on Friday, that we're going to get more TJ against uh, uh, Bunny, Bunny and, and Penelope Ford. Penelope. So I don't know, un- unless there's like, well, I'll say this. To my surprise, last night on the Impact Show, Deanna Perrazzo did not win back the Knockout right. Championship. Yeah. If you're telling me we might get Deanna popping over, fuck yeah. Like, that. that's something I'm all about. But, I, I like Deanna Parazzo. But I, I also recognize, you know, the likelihood of that is not high. Yeah. Well, I think I think what's going to happen <clears throat> is they're going to be um, they're going to go <laughs> they're going to go to a Braves game. OK, uh-huh. the AEW uh, AEW locker room and uh, they're going to be there. And the uh, national anthem is going to be sung. <laughs> then the baseball game will begin, and the at, at some point a fight uh, breaks out and they spill into the crowd. Um, and then the umpire behind home plate takes off his uh, her face masks, uh-huh. and we see the reveal. And somebody in the crowd goes, "Look, it's Diana Parazzo." What, you don't like the naked gun? No, I love the naked gun. You Is that too deep a cut? Gets. Maybe a smidge. <laughs> I don't care. Hit the button. It's over. <laughs> The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod- House, uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. This episode of The Rough House is brought to you by Lance Archer's new restaurant, Everybody Dines. That's right. When you walk through the front doors of Lance Archer's Everybody Dines, you're going to get just that. The opportunity to dine, and if you happen to dine and dash, you will die. Jake the Snake Roberts will grab you out front, pull you back inside, shove a crack pipe in your kid's mouth, piss in a bucket, as Lance Archer proceeds to tear you apart piece by piece. At Lance Archer's Everybody Dines, I have everything. Try the Tomahawk Murder Hawk Steak, as well as the Mohawk Chicken Tenders for the little kids. That's right, at Lance Archer's Everybody Dines, you dine, I dine, we all dine, everybody dines. At Lance Archer's Everybody Dines.